Hello and welcome to the Divine Radiance Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Maria, Magdalene Priestess, wordsmith, artist, and teacher in devotion to Shekhinah, the Hebrew goddess of sacred union. Join me for solo and guest episodes where we explore divine feminine topics from a Gnostic perspective, including sacred living, the body as temple, ceremonial medicine, activating your soul purpose, sacred sexuality, devotion as a success strategy, powerful spiritual women of the desert, and so much more. This podcast is especially for you if you are called or curious to find the divine feminine within the traditional monotheistic faiths, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Hello, everyone. Before we start today's episode, we are going to chant the ancient names for God from the Near East. And when I say God, I mean all aspects of God. Really, the sacred unity is what I mean by that, because that's really more the original meaning of the term. Masculine, feminine, uh, light and darkness, inner and outer, imperfect unity. And those names are Alaha, that's the Aramaic name for God that means uh, which means sacred union, sacred unity. And Alaha is uh, a very, very ancient name and actually Aramaic is the root of modern Hebrew and Arabic. So it goes back a very, very long time. So many, many, many generations of ancient mystics chanted this name. And then the second name is is Allah which of course you recognize from Arabic or from the Islamic faith. But again, the actual meaning is sacred union, not God in the sense that we tend to think of it in the West. And then, and then there's Elohim, which is the Hebrew term, sacred union. And it is interesting because it's a plural term because it is the union, right? So it implies different parts coming together. And then the last one is my favorite. It's Elat, which is actually a feminine form of El, which is an ancient Mesopotamian name for God. This is a very, very powerful name. I have had really powerful visions and uh, insights come to me while chanting Elat. So here we go. Before we dive into the Mystery School episode, let's chant Aloha, Allah, Elohim, Elat, and then there'll be a little tag on the end, Wa Melta Bizra Hua. That's Wa Melta Bizra Hua, which means, and wisdom became embodied.
breath in, deep breath out. And welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me for that beautiful chant. And it's now time for the Mystery School episode of the Divine Radiance podcast. This episode has been on my heart for a few weeks, but I have been so incredibly busy with launching the Magdalene Business Academy that I have not had time to sit down and capture it. So I'm overjoyed to do that today. If you are joining this podcast and you are already a priest or priestess, maybe you have been through a mystery school, welcome. Uh, I hope that you will reach out to me to share your experiences. And if you are shopping for mystery school, maybe you feel called to go to mystery school, to uh, enter divine feminine education, if we can even call it that. It's more embodiment, but we'll get to that later. Uh, Welcome to you. And then also, if you are just curious, and you're like, I'm not even on the divine feminine path, I'm just hanging out here because I don't even know what this means, but hey, it's it's a mystery, and so I want to know what's the mystery of mystery schools. So... Wherever you're at, welcome. And I I can say that from my experience, Mystery School is a powerful, it represents a powerful new chapter, usually, when someone is truly called to Mystery School. Um, and I didn't even know what they were three years ago. Like, I, I didn't had no idea what a Mystery School was. And then... Uh, they really came into my consciousness powerfully and into my awareness last year around this time of year. And suddenly, five months later, I was in one that came to me in the most miraculous of ways. You know, I saw a lot of people offering mystery schools, lots of priests, lots of priestesses. <clears throat> and, uh, I, you know, it was like, how do I even choose <clears throat> which mystery school is right for me? Uh, well, we'll get to that later today as well. So first off, what is a mystery school? If you're joining this podcast, excuse me, <clears throat> real life vo- vocal issues here sometimes. It is fall in Dubai, lots of allergies. So, um, But first off, what is a mystery school actually? What does that term even mean? Well, it's not a mystery. <laughs> But it contains mysteries. Um, uh, When we think of the divine feminine, she is the hidden. She is the inner. She is the unseen. She is a vibration often who fills a physical vessel, not the the form that, say, maybe uh, the masculine aspects of God would take a, a form. The feminine is the spirit that embodies other forms. So, so it's very inward. And so anything to do with divine feminine knowledge or practice or ritual is usually encapsulated in mysteries, meaning we have to go looking for it. We have to search. We have to seek as Yeshua said, and then we find. We have to participate in the riddle to understand it. We have to step into the darkness in order to have our eyeballs adjust and be able to see our spiritual vision. So, uh, you know, thousands of years ago, when people were more in touch with the Divine Feminine, the Divine Mother, there was an understanding that the knowledge and the wisdom and the rituals and practices, tools, healing around her was not visible to the naked eye and it was not obvious. And so these were the mysteries. 
These were the things that could only be discerned, learned, and understood through embodying spiritual realities, chanting, doing certain mystical practices, uh, meditating, using other sacred technologies to access realms beyond our own. And in mystery schools, these concepts, this wisdom, these experiences would be taught to initiates. And of course, initiates were, you know, they were not, back then they were not to talk about what they studied outside of the mystery school because it was thought that if you were not initiated properly, then you might use the wisdom improperly. And while that might sound elitist to many of us today, especially those of us in the West who are used to a much more free flow of information in theory and uh, more egalitarian practices, I think there's still some wisdom in it, like the understanding that there has to be a respect for entering onto a path and a relationship with the Divine Mother and with whatever of her forms or faces that you are wanting to encounter and embody before you receive this knowledge and wisdom before she drops her veil, before you step into the place where you can suddenly see, ah, now I understand you know, the meaning behind this mantra, or now I am able to embody this form of goddess you know, in my daily life or whatnot. So uh, you know, I've never uh, encountered a mystery school teacher today who, of course, would force her, his or her students to silence or to vows of silence or something like that about what they've practiced. But I think there is room for a healthy respect and recognition that what you are opening up to to turn around and just say it to the next person, depending on what it is, they may or may not be ready to receive it. And stepping into mystery school is about a deeper and deeper capacity to receive from these divine feminine mysteries and to hold them in your energy and embody them in your actual physical form in your daily life. And it is a process. Now, there are many, many different mystery schools, just as there were in the ancient world. I mean, there were many mystery schools. They were large. They were powerful. Uh, of course, getting initiated was a big deal and maybe something that people would know you were initiated, but you didn't talk about it in terms of what you were actually doing. Um, just as someone today who's initiated into a Tibetan Buddhist Tantra lineage or something like that, may, they might you might know that they're initiated, but you don't know what they do because they can't really talk about their practices. Or maybe you wouldn't even know. Maybe you could live next door to somebody who was a mystery school initiate back then, and maybe you wouldn't even know because, again, they're participating in that inner, that silence, that, that hiddenness of the work. But today, you can find them for every divine emanation or face from Isis to schools for Hathor, schools for Mary Magdalene. Uh, you know, you can find schools for Inanna. You can find schools for for anyone who wants to work with really any of these forms or faces of the divine feminine that are being returned to the prominence they lost for millennia, someone has been called to open a mystery school to begin to teach those mysteries again. Now, I think those of us who are coming into mystery schools now, maybe it has changed. Like many of us are, the mystery school is part of our healing process. Whereas I, I, the sense I get from the study I've done of ancient mystery schools is that many of these people were coming in at a point where they were ready to 
fully embody these mysteries. This is part of perhaps becoming a working priest or priestess who's a sacred worker. You know, maybe this was after you've done a lot of the initial healing work. But today it's different because we've had so many millennia of the divine feminine just um, really being being in exile as the story of, of Shahina always, you know, kind of frames it as being in exile. And now that she's returning from exile, you know, and we're re reawakening her within us and, and re we're vibrating at her, her megahertz at her energy level. Uh, you know, there's a lot of cleaning out and clearing out millennia's worth of cleaning out and clearing out for many of us to do healing a lot of wounds that occurred during her time of exile. So I think we're coming in in a different place and modern mystery schools are as much about personal healing as they are about really embodying the mysteries and uh, practicing or even serving uh, in a professional way for a particular divine being. And by professional, I simply mean like you're devoting your your time to that practice. Um, and, it, you know, if you're called to mystery school, you probably already have a sense of which face of divinity you're being called to embrace and to work with and to embody. For me, I knew it was Mary Magdalene. I knew that was where I needed to start. I do believe that eventually I will take priestess training for Hathor. And I would like to also go to a good mystery school devoted to Isis as well, because those those divine faces are part of the heritage that shaped Yeshua's teaching and also Mary Magdalene as well. Um, and, and also some of the ancient Near Eastern goddesses. I mean, I'll, I'll take a whole mystery school tour. I mean, Inanna, Ishtar, um, all these ancient, ancient faces of goddess as she was known in the cradle of civilization. They had a deep influence on the Magdalene lineage and my core my core understanding at this point in my life is that my deepest devotion is to the Magdalene lineage. So I started there. And, um, you know, my personal background is that I, I went to seminary. I didn't go to seminary like where you get ordained as a pastor, but I went to the level of university you go to before that. So I went to a Baptist Bible college. Not kidding. This was a whole other lifetime. <clears throat> was raised in the independent Baptist church. Went to one of those conservative Baptist Bible colleges that are all over the Midwest of the U.S., or at least they were <clears throat> in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and and the 2000s when I went. Um, so I learned theology. I learned hermeneutics. I learned the formal, Western, analytical, masculine, and and, and not even just masculine, but in this case, truly you know, patriarchal ways to work with the concept of God. And that was how I understood what it, what theology was. And I was the only girl in many of my classes. I took Greek, uh, biblical Greek for two years, and I was the only woman in my class. And sometimes experienced, I'm not going to lie, misogynistic behavior, although it was often, it was unaware misogyny um, in those classes, although many, many of the men were very welcoming and were happy to see a woman in there. But it was an interesting experience. And, you know, I had thought that, uh, you know, my denomination did not ordain women. That's how conservative it was and how patriarchal. But I had thought that maybe I would serve in some type of capacity as a woman's leader or 
uh, some other type of what they call lay leader, which is someone who's not ordained clergy, but they're, you know, they devote a lot of their time to service in the church. But it wasn't my rhythm. Uh, my priestess mentor, who I'll speak about in a moment, she always says that, you know, when Yeshua said, love your enemies, the word enemy in Aramaic really means someone who's out of rhythm with you. Love the people who are in a different rhythm than you. And so I have to extend love back to that whole world I came out of because those people were not in the same rhythm as me, or rather, I was not in the same rhythm as them. They were in the same rhythm as each other. <clears throat> I was the one whose rhythm was different. And, uh, but I didn't realize that for many years because I thought, well, this is truth and this is what I have to conform my way of being to. This is how I have to adjust my rhythm. Now, of course, I realized that I was called to a completely different spiritual path. So it was interesting for me coming into a mystery school after having been to a seminary, although many years ago. Now there's many years gap between when I went to the seminary and when I've now done mystery school or, or am going through mystery school. But mystery school, there, there are no textbooks. And there, there is no, there is curriculum in the sense, but that it's often or organized around the zodiacal cycle, whichever zodiacal cycle is associated with the, the goddess that you are working with, meaning that the natural world sets your syllabus. The natural world, the heavens, the divine map as seen through the natural world. For example, if you go to a Venus lineage priestess training, which will work with a lot of different divine feminine figures who are all associated with the planet Venus, which is uh, the planet that draws a rose in the sky as it makes its map through every, I think it's eight years, something like that. Anyway, if you go to a Venus lineage priestess training, they will take you through the Venus journey. When Venus is the rising star, when she's the falling star, morning and evening, right? Um, ooh, that's my drum. And so you will use the Venus, Venus's transits as your map. In my case, my priestess training is for Mary Magdalene. And, and this is actually somewhat unique. Most Magdalene priestess trainings that I've encountered tend to use Western astrology as their base, which is a little in, in, inconsistent or unfaithful, in my opinion, to the truth of the time and place that Mary Magdalene lived. But that's just purely, you know, my, my opinion. But this particular priestess training that I'm in, we use the biblical zodiacal cycle, which started in Virgo. So we just had our new year and it runs through Leo. And actually my body has, and heart has been on that cycle almost since my first divine feminine awakening in 2016. But I didn't realize it until my priestess mentor helped me to see that there was a pattern to how my life had been, you know, it was it always reboots in September and a new cycle starts. Now I understand that. And I see that and I can work with it. So mystery schools uh, will usually be, you know, the curriculum, if you can call it that, will be based on, in some sense, on a zodiacal journey. And it is very journey-based. This is not a linear amount of information to, to drop into your head. In ministry school, you will also learn how to conduct rituals in accordance with the particular divine feminine face or aspect or entity that you work with and you will learn how to heal through ritual how to uh, embody the goddess in all her forms 
how to work with plants, plant medicine, essential oils, but from a ritual perspective, not just from a like, use peppermint to feel perky, not from that perspective. It's much, much deeper. You will learn how to ritually use crystals to uh, help your intentions or to heal. You will also learn how to, um, you know, host a sacred circle. And you may learn chants and songs. And we're learning the frame drum in our priestess training that I'm part of because that's the ancient lunar feminine instrument. And so you may learn a particular instrument. There, All of this, it's very hands-on. It's all in the body. And it is not meant to be in the mind. So if you don't understand something, if, if there's a paradox or a teaching that you don't get, it's okay. You're not going to be quizzed on it. You're not going to be tested on it. The truth of it, but you, you want to continue to hold it in yourself, in your heart, in your mind, in your body, because the truth of it will unfold for you over time. And that's the beauty of mystery school, I think, is that as you go on this zodiacal, embodied, ritual journey, wisdom somehow drops into you. It's really hard to explain, but it's incredibly beautiful. Healing happens old forms of separation within yourself are dissolved and you find yourself coming into this more whole and grounded place. Obviously, I cannot say that that's true for everyone. I don't know everyone's experience with mystery schools, but this has been mine and the women that I've spoken with who've been through a strong mystery school program. This is what they share and experienced. And in my case, I had done a lot of healing before I came into mystery school with both my divine feminine and my divine masculine. And I found that, but, you know, some of it hadn't anchored in my body. It was still in my head. And the practices of mystery school have really helped to bring the knowledge down out of my head and into my body. And I feel that, you know, in particular in our priestess program, we work with Shekinah as a divine feminine presence that Mary Magdalene embodied. And I really feel that, you know, that Shekinah, her presence, which I've had the filling of Shekinah, Holy Spirit, before, but I feel that that has happened in a much more powerful way. And so, you know, now my whole life is really oriented toward the zyical cycle. What is the wisdom that we are working with on the journey right now? What is the natural, what are the gifts of the natural world that we're working with? What are the rituals? Uh, we use, in my case, uh, the program I'm in, we use a lot of chanting in Aramaic and Hebrew, which are both sacred languages, which originate in light language, which comes from the stars. And so, you know, we chant in sacred language because the vibration literally alters the physiology of your body, and it does. Um, you know, it resonates even through your brain the the cavity that your brain sits in and it does something to you so there there's you know there there's literal physiological changes that happen as you go through so it's going to be different in every mystery school but these are a lot of the basic elements that you will see or find and the beautiful thing is i've noticed that it's not really just women anymore who are entering mystery schools there are a ton of amazing men who are starting to show up in the Mary Magdalene Mystery School, which is the mystery school that I'm currently in, we have, I think, three men right now who are training to be priests of Mary Magdalene, which I'm, I have incredible respect for all of them. I just interviewed one of them on my last episode of this podcast with Benji 
uh, Mills Glover. You can go back and listen to that if you're interested. Benji is a priest of the Magdalene. And it, just an incredible story and really on uh, was called to a divine feminine spiritual journey. And so... You know this if you're listening to this and you're a man or you know you know a man who feels called in some way it's amazing to see more and more and more men stepping into this world and and a gentleman I just want to say those of you who may be listening to this who are considering mystery school I really appreciate your patience also with us as women as we try to figure out how to heal um from the wounds of patriarchy because there there can be situations I've never seen this in the school I'm in and I really really appreciate it for that reason but there can be situations where there's just a lot of women who are in their triggers and wounds around men and so one of the challenges for men coming into this world now that the divine feminine vibration is anchoring in them is that they may encounter a lot of women who are still deeply triggered by and angry at men for things that have to do with the collective patriarchy or wounded and lower masculinity which are not that particular man's fault so i have heard of instances like this so men we appreciate your patience um and also just i want to encourage the women listening to this if you have a man in your mystery school encourage him be so grateful for his presence that he is he is anchoring a different vision of masculinity into the planet be an advocate be a supporter of that so picking the mystery school that's right for you, um, honestly, you know, in, in my process, I knew that I was called in some way to start that journey. There are many mystery schools that incorporate Mary Magdalene in some way, shape, or form, but I knew they weren't for me. They were for someone else, but they weren't for me. And how I knew is because I had an unsettled feeling in my spirit. When I would read the sales page, when I would follow the priestess or priest who's leading that program and start to think like okay is this the energy that I want to be in I would always get this sense of like oh this isn't quite my thing you know a lot of the programs were Mary Magdalene was one of the divine feminine embodiments that was worked with but then there were a lot of others maybe I didn't feel as called to work with Uh, A lot of the programs are very Western in orientation because many women who are called to the Magdalene path come out of Catholicism, which I don't, but many do. And I have much more of an orientation. I realize this after the fact, but I have much more of an orientation personally toward the ancient Near Eastern traditions. Um, There is a possibility that I have some Jewish family heritage. It would be very difficult to identify that for certain but there's a lot of clues in my family background about that and I've recently had to sort of work through that and process and receive that into my life which could explain why I feel drawn to the more ancient Near Eastern you know traditions but I wanted something that honored the land the culture the languages and the people that would have really been in the time and place that Mary Magdalene and Yeshua lived and my soul desired that. So when I saw programs that, you know, were not oriented toward working with Mary Magdalene in that way, it just didn't resonate with me. So my my biggest admonition to you is if you're not sure about a program, don't take the leap. And I don't say that to you like like if you're nervous about doing like you know you know this is for you but you're nervous about doing it, well trust walk in trust and take the leap but if you want to enter mystery school and you keep running into mystery schools that in theory should be a great fit and you're like i don't think that's my jam it's okay 
the one for you is out there. And the funny thing is when I was really ready to start mystery school, my mentor, I, I, I was Googling the same things I've Googled how many times? And I came across her website and I realized I had been on it once before for something else, but I hadn't really connected that she did a Magdalene priestess training and I had not been ready to receive what she, how she was presenting herself before. But this moment, this day that I landed on the website, I was ready and I knew, and I literally signed up right away. Um, and the funny thing was how I knew was that in her page where she spoke about the program, you know, she talked about how we would be working with the Gnostic mysteries and I realized that like Gnosticism was really important for my path. I had been told that, even though I barely knew anything about it. In Bible college, we were just taught that Gnostics were heretics, and we all moved on. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't stay there and you know learn anything about them. And when I saw that she was teaching from a Gnostic perspective, which I had not seen in any of the other programs, I realized, oh, this is what I've been looking for. And then, you know, everything else that she was speaking about, the frame drum and then chanting in Aramaic and Hebrew and really learning to work with Mary Magdalene in, in a way that honors the time and place and the history and the, 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 the zodiacal cycles and the rituals and things of that time, I was 100% in. And it's been amazing. Um, the, I, I do highly recommend the Mary Magdalene Mystery School. Nobody's paying me to say that, by the way. <laughs> I'm just freely saying it. Anna Otero is the priestess in charge of that school. She's guiding and directing it, and she's amazing. Um, the level of, well, number one, the FaceTime that you get with her is incredible. Uh, many, many programs, you don't get anywhere near as much face time with the priestess, but Anna allows us to be in her energy a lot through sacred ceremonies, through teachings, through dance uh, and meditation sessions. And I'm not able to get to everything, unfortunately, because of my schedule, but everything is recorded and I'm able to follow up with it. And then really the practices that she's taught us that we incorporate into our daily lives and the the way that we gather for spiritual community from a Gnostic Magdalene perspective is incredibly powerful. And like most priestess trainings, this one is a year-long commitment. You know, of course, you don't go every day or anything like that. But there, but the practices and things that you're being invited to incorporate, you will definitely want to work on those you know, every day to really see the anchoring of the mysteries and wisdom in your in your life. But the actual courses and things usually happen. You know, like like Anna usually has something once a week, uh, a gathering of some kind on different days. And we have a curriculum of how we work through the month. So there is an organization and a structure, but there's a lot of things that she will add or shift based on how she's feeling led to guide us through the program and I think it's very similar in a lot of mystery schools as well. So if you're thinking about mystery school, I encourage you that there's probably something within you that is remembering that you went to a mystery school in a past lifetime. Maybe you ran one, you were part of them. I I know from dreams and uh, past life regressions and Akashic record readings that I've done on myself since starting priestess training that I was a priestess in a Gnostic mystery tradition centuries and centuries and centuries ago and that I um I, I was persecuted for my beliefs not uncommon 
Um, but I promised to come back in a future lifetime as a Gnostic teacher. And so I knew going into this program that there was something for me around Gnosticism. Now I realize that this is something I'm being asked to reclaim from another lifetime. So even if you don't know why you feel called to it, maybe you woke up one morning and heard the word mystery school and felt like your guides were telling you you need to go to one. Maybe you just, you know, have been feeling that you want to take your divine feminine journey to the whole next level. Um, whichever it is, you know, is okay. And, uh, and maybe you have other reasons for wanting to go. The biggest thing I would say is just surrender. Surrender to the process. It's not going to be a linear process. It's not going to be where you study and then you take a test or you can show your knowledge because it's not about the knowledge. You will be filled with an encyclopedia of knowledge that you don't currently have. Believe me, don't worry about it. It will happen. But it's going to be about wisdom and how it anchors in your body. Much of what your priestess mentor or priest mentor may teach you, they may have channeled as well as, you know, done their studies of history and language and all of that. Um, so you may be receiving what is literally transmitted information and that is coming and it's anchoring in you. I see that a lot in our program. We, we do study a lot of practices, rituals, and teachings and things that are anchored in Gnostic tradition and in history and the Aramaic language and all the things I've, you know, drumming, all the things I've shared with you, these are not new. But we also receive what Mary Magdalene is, is channeling and transmitting through Anna, who is an incredibly humble and pure vessel. So... You know, that information, that defined feminine wisdom, that divine feminine embodiment is literally coming through her to us. And we're getting, you know, we were, whatever for whatever reason, we were guided to this mystery school because we need this. The way the wisdom is coming through her is what is needed for me. It's what's been needed to activate me. Like... So many things have healed and come into place. My physical life, my business, my sacred work, my everyday routine, my rituals, even my own relationship with my art and creativity, my voice, how I even embody on a daily basis has completely changed just just by coming to mystery school, by, by doing the practices, by embracing the teaching. It's not come because I've tried to study to be different or to change myself. It is simply unfolded. And even the drumming that I teach you, most of the songs, um, of course, they're ancient Hebrew or Aramaic, usually, sometimes they're English. Whatever I do here before my episodes, a lot of these were arranged by Anna, you know, and so we've learned them together in our classes. And then it becomes a part of you. And that, I think, is the ultimate beauty of mystery school, is that It becomes a part of you. The mystery, you become the mystery. It's no longer about inner versus outer, what I know and what I do. It's not about, you know, this particular information or that. It's about you becoming the mystery. I I use the word embodying all the time, so I apologize if you feel like I overuse it, but it's the most important word in my opinion, 
and related to the divine feminine um d- divine feminine being because it is being it's not doing its being but amazing new doing will flow out of the being so if you're called to mystery school embrace it you may be called to m- multiple mystery schools personally as a leo i have very external active divine masculine energy and which is now much more balanced with my divine feminine thankfully but it's very important to me to be externalizing what I learn as I learn it. So I'm not a go to mystery school for 10 years person and then maybe show up and work as a priestess. I'm very much a working priestess while I am also studying. You know, I bring those things together. It's very important to me. And even Anna told us one time that it was really important for us to to be flowing out what is coming in so even this podcast is an opportunity for me to flow out what has been deposited into me and to become a channel an empty channel a vessel for it to come out to you if you are looking for a mystery school i would say again just to recap search for one that really resonates with your spirit you will know when you know don't go to one that you kind of half think might be a good fit, but you have some concerns. It's, it, you know, it's worth it to receive the fit that's best for you and to trust that timing. And also, if you are being called to take that step, take it. Mystery school programs oftentimes will only open once a year. So if there's one you want to take and you feel nudged to take it, but you're hesitating, Go for it because it might not open again for another six months or another year. And just show up to receive and be faithful with the practices that you're being asked to do on a daily basis because there will be fruit and benefit. Of course, you have to navigate, you know, what's for you, what's not for you. Everything may not be for you, all of those disclaimers. But this is not about showing up and learning some things and knowing some things. It is truly about taking these mysteries and allowing them to transform every aspect of your life. And it's so, so incredibly beautiful. And I can say, honestly, having gone to seminary, while I no longer subscribe to the patriarchalized version of Yeshua's teachings as taught, you know, in the traditional way in those schools, I am glad I learned how to think from the analytical and divine masculine perspective. If we can just take out the patriarchy part, it was valuable and useful to think about theology structure for belief. It was. And I'm always will be grateful that I have that background, even though the actual con- contents of the container, <laughs> grateful for the container, the contents I've had to cleanse. But now being able to then pair that with this wonderful, embodied, lush, juicy, feminine song and dance, ritual, prayers, chanting, all of these things that my soul was craving for so many years and I just didn't have them and I didn't even know how to engage them because that was not in the background that I came from. It's magical to have those two things together. And I want to say publicly, I am so incredibly grateful to Mary Magdalene for her wonderful guidance to Susanna, who is also a member of the Christ School, who's a light being I work with, um, for, for nudging me to go and for being there in the process to guide me, and also, of course, to Yeshua for um, his amazing embodiment and teachings and how he's been even more active in my life this year as well, and I'm so incredibly grateful. And, 
you know, we, we chanted at the beginning, Allah, Allah, Elohim, Elat, the words for God, which actually means sacred union or sacred unity. And so to me, being able to bring Yeshua and his teachings and his practices together with Mary Magdalene as feminine Christ, so masculine Christ and feminine Christ, bring them together in sacred union and have that really complete understanding of the Christ teachings and the ability to embody both of them is the greatest treasure. It's one of the greatest joys of my life, probably because I'm a Magdalene, right? (laughs) If you're not called to that lineage, you might not feel the same way, but you will in the lineage that you're called to. So I'm sending you all so much love. Thank you to anyone listening to this podcast who runs a mystery school. Uh, What an incredible devoted form of service thank you for being the teachings and literally pouring your 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 waters of life into our containers for those who've been to mystery school thank you for showing up for your calling and for the service that you now are in the world literally not that you do but that you are in the world because of the step you've taken for those looking for mystery schools, blessings on your quest to receive the right one for you. You're, it's going to be amazing. And for those who are listening to this, as I mentioned at the beginning, who are not in this world at all, maybe you're just curious, you're just observing, you're just listening in. I hope this has helped you to understand a bit more when you hear the term mystery school about what it means or what it can mean. And how men and women are working, you know, why these are becoming so so popular and how, how, why so many people are going is to really access, download, hold, embody, and work with all those inner hidden aspects of the divine. It's not a mystery that mystery school exists and that it's amazing, um, but the mysteries will unfold within you and then impact the life around you as you show up to receive them, even if you don't understand them at first, that willingness to show up and work with them even when you don't fully understand is an act of surrender and trust that in itself pays dividends. I love you all so much and there will be some information in just a moment about how you can connect with me if you would like to. As always, um, Temple of Divine Radiance is my online home. And if you are listening to this episode in real time as it's released, the Magdalene Business Academy, and this is not a mystery school in a traditional sense, but it's a mystery school for your sacred work, is currently enrolling and we will be starting on the Aries full moon in October. So you can visit templeofdivineradiance.com forward slash Magdalene dash business for more information on that. And you can always follow me on Facebook as Lisa Maria and Instagram as Temple of Divine Radiance. I love you all. May Shekinah bless you with her presence always. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Divine Radiance podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode of the Divine Radiance podcast. For more information on today's episode or to contact me, learn more about my work or contact one of the guests or learn more about their work, visit templeofdivineradiance.com forward slash podcast.